0: Welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward practical advice about the nitty gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, color-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast. My name is Melissa Robbins, and I am your host. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about buying and selling and all the things in between um, for those in the homewares, fashion and lifestyle sort of um, product industries. When I want to talk about when buyers spend their time buying, what it looks like for different industries, and then also the difference between boutiques and department store buyers and what the heck does indent mean? Now, this means also covering off when you should be doing the selling if if you're a brand or product-based business. I work with a lot of different brands and also work with a lot of retail stores so they're my main two types of clients and also what my background and my um, you know history is as well having been on the side of the brand and also having been on the side of the buyer too as with a retail store. So one of the questions um, that comes up for brands a lot um, is something that I cover you know quite deeply in the wholesale group program that I that I do, and also um, more intensely in there, is the whole buying cycle. So, as a generalization, the main buying periods um, for for the for this industry is February and March, and also August September. So, there's a lot of in between buying, but as a generalization to keep it simple, that's when most of it occurs. Whether you're in the northern or southern hemisphere, um, they just you're just selling different um, products or different seasons at in each space first of all, starting with boutique stores, as a generalization, as I said, they're always going to be looking for new um, and exciting products and sourcing new things and, um, you know, taking on their customers' feedback about what they want. So they're always buying, always looking for more. But as a generalization, that's when their two biggest periods are, is February, March, and then also August, September. So as a buyer for my children's lifestyle boutique I would you know buy by sourcing things from trade shows I would you know look on Pinterest I would um, get emails sent to me and catalogs sent to me in the mail or in digital I would go to to designer markets to find new brands and um, you know ask them if they were going to wholesale so I would find them in all sorts of places and at all times of year I would dive into Instagram to sort of source new and exciting things or import a new um, range that no one else had already had in, in Australia where I am. And so there's heaps of other um, places that you're going to find new brands, but I would constantly be doing that as a buyer. Um, there would be certain peaks and troughs that where you know, you would buy more or less. But I would definitely want to have deliveries regularly to make sure that my cash flow was, you know, um, consistent so I didn't have to, you know, have big lumps at too many times of the year but also freshness for customers in store as well so then, you know, when they popped into store, then there would be new things for them to see and um, get excited by as well. Everyone knows who has a store. As soon as you see, you know, people, customers see boxes or things getting unpacked, they get excited. So that's definitely something that um, you want to encourage people to get excited about what you've got coming in next. With fashion though, um, it is slightly different. I would definitely buy my fashion mostly at that stage by indent, which essentially means selling six months ahead. So, um, you, you, I I would pick up stock, you know, for, oh, sorry, I would buy the fashion in in indent, but I also pick up some stock as well. I did, if I noticed gaps in my range or offering, I would definitely try and pick up things in season also. As a retailer, it's definitely important to make sure that you balance out when you're getting your stock, when you're, um, you know, how you're budgeting for what you've got coming into store and how much you buy per category also, and really, understanding what your best sellers are um, so then you can buy more of the products that you need. Um, Working with lots of different online stores, bricks and mortar stores, it's a definite balancing act. Um, How can you have enough stock at the right time but not too much? How much of each particular type of stock should you carry? Um, And there, you know, it comes back through your data and reporting and stuff like that about understanding what your best sellers are, what your Fastest um, moving products are things like that, because you want to have enough stock to achieve the sales that you want, but also not too much that your money is all tied up in your stock. It's obviously the balancing act of retail in general. Um, You should definitely be reviewing what your stock turn of your products is as well. So, how much stock do you have to last for the sales that you need? So, do you have one month stock worth, um, which is probably not enough, or do you have twelve months stock worth, which is probably too much, you know, how do you find that balance and what finding that balance is really important. So understanding how much stock you have, how much stock you move through regularly and what do you need to buy each month to make sure that you have the right amount of stock at the right time. That is a crucial element to balancing retail in general. But So, yeah, the faster things you sell through, um, then you're going to get better margin on those products too because you're selling them all at a full price. So knowing that's really important. definitely put a little calculator um on my blog post or something so you can work out what your stock turn is because it's a full fill, there's a full formula um for you to be able to do that even as well if you have um a good point of sale system as a retailer you can um track that and understand you know obtain that data from your point of sale as well which is really good the faster your stock turns over obviously the better performer it is if you know that, then you can at least get in, you know, those products and always make sure that you're reordering regularly so you have the right amount of products at the right time of the right type of product. Um, Having an understanding of what your categories in store um, and how long that stock takes to turn over is really good to know. Um, You know, obviously if something turns over three, four, five times a year, say, you would, you know, you'd like to, That's better than if stock takes six months to sell and then, you know, obviously that's a slow turnover. You don't really want to get that product again. Um, For lots of businesses, it's common sense. You know, obviously you know that, you know, one type of category turns over much faster, but sometimes you only have to sell one of a product um, and it gives you the same sort of return than um, selling, you know, lots of smaller items too. So understanding that is really good to know. But going back to what that means for brands, um, then you need to be able to talk about that with your stores too. So if you let them know um, that, you know, your sell-through is 80%, so in, you know, within a month. So if you can tell your potential stockists or stores that, you know, this is what other people sell through the product in, that's really good gauge so they know that this is a high turnover product. I can, you know, it's less risk for them to get it in and sell through quickly if that's what um, generally happens with your product as well. Now, in terms of what when to sell to stores though, let's first of all just start with fashion. So talking about indent that I was before, generally fashion um, has always sold indent, okay, traditionally. What this means is that you make your samples you sell your range to, you You know, you get your samples approved and they're exactly how you want them to look. You sell those um, your range to stores based off those samples and obviously you'd probably do a photo shoot and everything and catalogue to go with it as well. Then once you've got your orders from your stores, your stockists, you would place your order with your manufacturer based on what has sold and so you understand what is, you know, going to be popular. You know how many units to do of each. And then this takes, you know, 8 to 12 weeks to be made and delivered and then sent out to stores. So by selling um, in a six-month time window, it just gives you that opportunity to, to sell your range, place the orders and then have a little bit of a leeway in between there as well. You may also add on stock that you want to order for your own online store as well and have that, you know, time frame to get actually get the product that you need because your manufacturer might take, traditionally they take, you know, 12 weeks to make something. Um, so in the Southern Hemisphere, what that means is that you would sell your summer range in February or March and that would be delivered into stores in the following September, October. So you've got a six-month turnaround from when you you you. Um, sell your range, you place all your orders, you get it delivered and then you would um, deliver it to the stores in September, October. On the flip side, if you're selling your winter range or winter styles, then you would sell that range in August and September to be delivered into stores in the following February or March. This is obviously the reverse for the Northern Hemisphere and it's also important why as a brand you really need to really figure out your critical path. And have a critical path so you need to know when you need the samples by, um, you know, and you're going to work backwards, when you need to take photos, when you need to get the catalogue printed, when you need to place your orders to be able to get that delivery window when you want it. Are you going to get sea freight? Do you need to add that um, calculation onto your delivery time window? Is it Chinese New Year? Like what are the different things you need to consider to make sure that you can get the product delivered into stores when you've told people it will be delivered? And also, when so that it um, allows for the most sell-through at the fastest rate at the highest margin as well. This is especially important if you sell to department stores as well, because they obviously have a set delivery windows, and they might be open in terms of you know one to one to two weeks or one to four weeks. But it is really critical that you, um, when you sell your range, you know exactly how long it's going to take for you to deliver uh, turn that de- range around and um, for your factory to deliver it to you. Anyone who's worked in production will know that nothing ever goes to plan and there's always issues. But as a generalisation, you want to have allowances for those issues as well. So critical path, crucially, crucial, important. Going on that though, can I just say that it's always evolving and the way that the weather's changing now and the, you know, seasonality of things, no one necessarily, people don't necessarily want their winter deliveries in February, it might be pushed back to March. So you might not want, you know, merino wool delivered then you might sort of say I want the, those deliveries in March and April. Um, and then, you know, sell that through longer until sale period of let's say July, June, July. And again, nor do you want necessarily your summer dresses delivered in August, but that's why, again, it's pushing back a little bit to maybe September, October, so that that it's more in line with the seasons. But it's such a cycle of everyone around the world doing the same thing for so long, it's definitely not something that's easy to change. As more brands sell direct to consumer, so D2C, that is changing too because they, again, don't want to necessarily have two big deliveries of you know, February and then also August, they might want to have regular drops in their range as well. So then they're going to offer that to the retailers too. So it depends on who you're working with, whether they want that or whether you can still just deliver, you know, two to, three, two to three times a year, but you might hold off stock and deliver it into your online store at different stages so that it's not all dumped in at the same time. Um, you want sort of freshness in store too. So as a, as a retailer, you don't just want to get a delivery twice a year, you want to have regular things coming in. This is also really important as um, you know, people, it's global, more globalized world. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of what's happening on the other side of the world and vice versa. So people don't necessarily want to have seasonal collections or named collections like spring, summer, um, autumn, winter anymore, because it's better to name your um, collections rather than having the the season attached to it because otherwise it can be really dating it and if you are selling you know overseas and everything then it just makes it a little bit um, more open when you can continue to sell ranges even um, you know that may have been here for six months but you're just selling it to a different area because it matches their season better as well. Alternatively, if you sell non-fashion items, these dates are definitely still relevant. Um, The biggest buying periods are definitely still February and October as this is when most of the trade shows around the world are on. Um, You may be selling your range right then and there but you're selling stock and so you're delivering it quite quickly after you actually sell it. So sometimes if you sell at a trade show um, in August, Um, or at a showing, if you're just doing a showing, you would deliver that, um, those orders to people in September or October. Now, depending on whether they're made to order or what you're doing, this is going to, this is going to evolve whether you have to do ordering beforehand or not. If you can obviously turn around your product in two to three weeks, then that's fine. You can just take your orders for it and then make to order. If not though, what it means is that you sometimes have to hedge your bets and buy your stock before you actually get any orders on it. So this is easier once you've got once you're established and so you have some idea at what numbers you should make, um, produce, and how much you're going to sell, and you can gauge what's going to work. Obviously, there's risk involved though because you just never quite know what's going to work and what's not. Um, but that's part of doing business. So many of my clients, you know, have to order shipping containers worth of stock without knowing exactly what they'll sell. But then whatever they, they have to sell, they obviously, you know, can promote those items and try and sell the products that they actually have because that's what they have available. It, it, you know, in some ways, it means that you've got a limited amount of sales that you can get because you've only got that much amount of stock. But also it means that you've got to, you know, balance that risk with what stock you buy so that you don't have too much of anything left over as well. Often also what sells wholesale and what sells retail, so direct to the consumer, can be completely different. So this needs to be taken into account when you're doing your ordering for your stock. As a generalisation, the stores who are buying are much less risk averse, so they won't get outliers or crazy sort of prints or anything like that. Um, you know, like if you've got a, a range of dresses, then they're going to, they're not, if you've got a color option of yellow, they're not going to buy yellow compared to something if it's beige, cause they know they can just sell through easily the beige one, whereas yellow is a bit of a risk for them. So you'll see that with often, um, you know, what, what's available in stores compared to what's available on a, on a retail, on a brand's website. They may be slightly different because the retailers might not have bought something, but then, um is in they haven't bought it wholesale but then selling it retail to direct to the consumer they will buy different things um when we had when I had my brand moppet we could definitely we had children's wear we could never sell traditional non-traditional colors like as um you know navy for girls or blue for girls um we couldn't sell at this is at the time you know probably 10 years ago now or yeah about 10 years ago, maybe even longer. <laughs> um, we couldn't sell yellows or oranges because the retailers would just not buy them. They were just too scared to put those colours in store. But we definitely sold them, um, you know, in our store, no problem. And I was actually really surprised to us at the first time we sort of had the store, that different feedback and the different buying behaviours of people buying one item, compared to obviously for retailers buying, you know, 10 of something, they want to be sure about it, or they want to be more, a bit more safer choice. So definitely something to consider when you're doing your ordering, if you're ordering before you get your orders, having the variety of styles which may not sell as well wholesale, but they will sell for you retail, direct to consumer. So if you're thinking of selling to stores as a brand, just make sure you need to start selling before, you know, around that February or March period, because that's when stores start thinking about their new brands and what's coming up, and also August. Um, so a lot of the people will have their budgets that they allocate for the different months, and they'll have, try and have stock coming in each of the different months to sort of plan ahead. Um you know, in, in retail, traditionally bad months for actually sales for retailers are February and August, which makes it harder to do your buying, you know, get your buying head on then, but they know that they need stock for the following months coming up. So they know that they need to buy in those periods for deliveries in the later parts of the year. August is definitely bigger for sales than February. Because most um, retailers' peak periods, peak sales periods are between October and December, you know, gifting sales periods. So they definitely need way more stock um, in those periods than they would in your buy that you do in February for the March-July period. So just keep that in mind as well, that your numbers will be different um, based on those sales periods that are peak for retail. If you are selling fashion, you definitely may sell current stock to someone that can be delivered straight away. And then you also may be offering um, your indent range for sale that they deliver will be delivered in six months' time. So a lot of fashion retailers will sorry, fashion brands will be doing that to their retailers. They will be selling their current indent that's going to deliver um, you know in six months time and then either to the same retailer or a different retailer they may also be selling stock so that they haven't placed an order ahead of time but you may have some things available that they can order from you. For other products you may have to carry stock um, to be able to deliver regularly so you may need to um, you know do or you may do pre-orders if you can turn that stock around quickly so you need to as a um, brand Take a bit of risk in holding stock and carrying stock and trying to make sure that you do sell through those things um, so that you've actually got a product there to be able to get the sales that you want. So you may have to carry stock to be able to get those um, and then then try and get new stores to buy that product as well as also having an allocation that you can sell on your website or your direct-to-consumer offering as well. So there's lots of these things um, that I teach in the wholesale group program and also I'm adding um, a tips for trade show success course in early 2021 as well. So just so that you know, we go dive much deeper into all of this and how to make sure you manage that, how to manage what buying you do for your brand so that you've got enough, enough to cover the sales projections that you want. And then also as a retailer, how um, you need to plan ahead and make sure that your cash flow is um, is is planned out so that you've got enough of the right stock at the right time to be able to cover your um, cover everything that you need and cover the projections that you want and what you're open to buy and everything like that is as well. Just a little I may have skimmed over before that selling to department stores, they generally work six months ahead. So if you want to sell um, a gift, you know an item that could be great for a gift for them to have for a Christmas, then you need to that would be delivered in October to them. So therefore, you need to sell it in March to them and have all you ready to have your appointment with them and have your samples ready to show them in March so that you can meet their delivery windows um, for that October delivery. It can be great to sell to department stores um, as the volume is high and the exposure is great. But as a generalization, you know, um, the margin they expect is a little bit better than other stores. And If you're not careful, it can be definitely a um, trap and a bit of a costly exercise, but it can be really great if you go about it in the right way. And if you have these things, you know, a few things thought of beforehand to make sure that your pricing's right, make sure that you can deliver on time and all those things as well. So if you have any questions on this, um, I would love you, you know, please send me a DM or on Instagram or an email. And if you want to learn more about it, as I said, I'm, you know, have the whole, Um, four-week program on how to wholesale how to make sure that you're buying and planning is is all set up and then also how to buy smarter for your retail store we definitely do that in the membership that I have as well Um, so there's all those options on my website you can check that out and see what's coming up the new courses for um, are definitely starting in early 2021 and my membership will be open again in um, February for the retail side of things as well so thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon.